Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in the olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together. If the Lord allows, hang a shining star upon the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Yeah, that's what I desire for you, for you to have yourself a merry little Christmas. And you can. You can because born unto us in the city of David was Christ Jesus the Savior. And Christmas is the time when we celebrate his birth. And it's a good time for us to remember our birth into God's family. The new birth that occurred when we turned to him, our Lord and Savior. And we were born again of an incorruptible seed by the word of God. Somebody shout amen. You see, a great price was paid for our salvation. And through the new birth, we have been bought and brought into the family of God. And all who are saved can experience a merry little Christmas indeed. Amen. God meant for the arrival of his son to bring joy to the world. Don't you love that song? Joy to the world. Hallelujah. After all, that is what the angels sang. For Christmas is a time of joy. It's a time to bring the joy and the merriment that God intended. And we need to know all about what Christmas is all about. And you know what Christmas is all about? Family, friends, a wonderful Savior. Isn't it interesting that the first Christmas actually centered around a family? There the trio was, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. The Savior came into a world much the same way you and I come, came into the world. Well, I know there's plenty of differences. I mean, uh, there was angels singing when Jesus came. Perhaps we didn't have any angels to accompany our birth, but guess what? Jesus was a unique and one-of-a-kind child. And yet he was conceived by the Father, God of heaven, carried in his mother's virgin womb for nine months and delivered the old-fashioned way. And have you ever considered that God could have sent his son into the world as a, perhaps maybe a three-year-old, a teenager, or even as an adult? 
I mean, the Lord could have just shown up one day on the shores of the Sea of Galilee to be baptized of John at the age of 30. But you see, God had a plan. And God chose a plan that brought his son into the world as a baby and one that placed him in a loving family. Uh, over here nearby me is a church. It's called uh, St. Joseph, the Guardian of the Savior. I just love that title. Joseph was indeed the guardian of the Savior as Mary was his mother. Amen. And it was a family. And, so, and, and if you just look at this in a powerful, new, modern way, the Christmas story is a pro-life story. Pro-life story. Because here in this Christmas story, is we find the worth of an unborn child. And here we see the importance that God places on moms and dads and children. In this story of Christmas, we see the value that God places on parents raising their families, nurturing and loving their little ones, and guiding them. Well, I tell you, when you think about all the attacks on the unborn and the attacks on marriage, well, we need to stop this Christmas and remember that Jesus came into this world in a family. And Christmas is a family. Amen. God planned the life of humans to be about family. And this is something critically important to the well-being of everyone, especially our little ones. And then when we look at the story, mostly we see in the birth of Jesus that our Lord experienced all the phases of life, just as each of us must. We cannot say that Christ doesn't understand us. Indeed, he does understand us. In fact, he knows us all too well. But he was an infant. He was a child. He was a teenager. He was a young man. He was an adult. And the Bible said he was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. See, he lived in this world as a man. Never forget that. It's an important truth. He became a man. He lived as a man. He, he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And Christmas speaks us to, to us of God's desire to identify with us in every aspect of this world, of this life. He wants to you to know that he understands, he empathizes with the challenges that you face every day. See, Jesus came into the real world. And here in the real world, amen, we have to uh, face life as it comes to us. And Jesus came into the real world and promised to abide with us in the real world where we are each and every day. And aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad when you rise in the morning, you can say emphatically and proudly and gratefully that this is the day that the Lord has made and that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So Christmas reminds us of something very important, and that is that we are not alone. You're not alone, my friend. You're not having to do this all by yourself. And it's so fitting that Christmas is viewed as a time for family. For that is how the first Christmas started on that starry, starry night a long time ago. No wonder the songwriter penned the words, I'll be home for Christmas. Amen. Or this one, there's no place like home for the holidays. So Christmas, home, family, children, it all goes together, doesn't it? Yes, Christmas is indeed 
a time for family, getting home, coming home. It reminds me of that story about Orville and Wilbur Wright. Do you remember Orville and Wilbur Wright, the uh, uh, fellows who flew the, uh, the, the flying machine off the ground in, back in 1903? In fact, they were so thrilled that they had accomplished this great feat. They telegraphed this message to uh, Catherine. There's, I think that was their sister. And we, he says, we have actually flown 120 feet, uh, the telegram said, and we'll be home for Christmas, the, telega- the telegram concluded. So Catherine hurried to the editor of the local newspaper and showed him the message. He glanced at it and said, how nice. The boys were going to be home for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, he totally missed the the big the big message that they had flown because the, actually he had the great news that they're going to be home. See, that is good news. Going home is good news. Being at home is good news. Amen. So those of you that are traveling this holiday season to be with family and friends and grandma and grandpa and, and children, what a blessing. Amen. See, some things are more important. Amen. More important. I mean, our work is important and our achievements and success in life, they're important. But family certainly is one of the most important things in our life. In fact, (laughs) kind of ironic, isn't it? Because of the Wright brothers, thousands of people will be able to fly home to see their family members during the holidays. And one of the most important uses for planes is that of getting us home for Christmas. Isn't that great? So the birth of Christ has so many lessons, so many things to teach us. But one of them is that God puts a priority on having families. And he wants every unborn child to have the opportunity at life. So we should not be surprised that after all these centuries, family is still the central focus at the time when we are celebrating the Son of God. And one more thing. Christmas is about friends. And though Mary and Joseph and their baby were perhaps beginning alone on that lonely night long ago when they laid the baby in the manger far from their home in Nazareth, and they probably would have loved to have some friends there. But guess what? God made sure they did. Because there were shepherds in a nearby field, and the angels appeared in the heavens overlooking those Bethlehem fields and began to share the message of the wonderful birth of the Savior and those humble shepherds who were keeping watch over the flock by night. When they heard the news, they rushed to see, amen, this newborn child. And suddenly Mary and Joseph had a host of new friends showing up at their doorstep or showing up in their stable, as it were. So it's fitting, isn't it, that Christmas is a time to really get together with family and friends, express our kindness to old friends that we've known for so many years and knew that we have recently made. I had a great joy yesterday as I filled out my Christmas cards. And one of my sons says, Dad, nobody sends Christmas cards anymore. And I thought, well, you know, I do. It's, it's old school, I know. And we have this digital world all around us, but you know, Sending out a Christmas card just says something special to me. In fact, Christmas is often the time when we are friendlier, amen, than we normally are. And friendlier to strangers, too, than ever before. I so enjoy going down to the streets every Christmas, taking Christmas cookies and coffee and 
and to the streets and give them and and Christmas gifts. We used to wrap socks in a in a little bit of soap and uh, a, a razor to give to the men on the streets during Christmas time, and then we'd sing the songs together. What a beautiful thing! Yes, Amen. So somehow the very thought that God loved us enough that He gave His only begotten Son, that He was called the friend of sinners, is certainly a good reason to realize that today. As we're heading toward Christmas Day, that we too can enjoy gathering once again with our family and our friends. So as we started out, have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's my desire for you, my friend. To have yourself a merry little Christmas. And I pray that that will be the case. So please help me share my podcast with your friends and family. Let them know that they're going to have a Merry Christmas. And then join me again the next time we're together here on the podcast. And we'll talk more about this wonderful Savior, this loving God, this gift that God gave us at Christmas, this gift of this Redeemer to whom we give glory, honor, and praise. And until next time, this is your friend, Brother Johnny, saying, God bless you. Keep well. And let the peace of God that passes all understanding rule your heart in Jesus' mighty name.